Check one, two. Check, check, check. Y'all already know what time it is. This is where we get real, raw, and redemptive. redemptive. Is it like, is it supposed to be like, this is where we get real, this is where we get raw, this is where we get redemptive, redemptive. like that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, babe? How you doing this week? I'm good, babe. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. I can't complain. I had a really, really, really great week this week. Um, I've been in the book of Isaiah, back and forth between Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Mm. And it's been, you know, it's judgment season. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I'm really trying to take my readings in there very seriously. So... Yeah, that's how I'm doing. You coming closer? We said. You coming closer? You want me to come in closer? Ooh. All right, well. You know what I'm saying? Let me. Let me pull yeah. that in real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know I man. Let me. Let me. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we we close and intimate tonight. Yeah. I like this. I like this. So how you doing? Like, what's up? I'm good. You know, this week was was beautiful. Um, lots of opportunities to interact with people in my daily life um, in a empowering way, in a encouraging way. And um, I don't know, I just I appreciate the moments um, that have been available, right? Mm-hmm. To just like pour into people. Yeah. Unexpectedly. So this week has been full of those beautiful moments and I'm very grateful. Ooh. Yeah, me too. Give me one sec. Huh. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too, babe. Me too. Yeah. So what's up, good people? Yo, welcome up? back, welcome back, welcome back. Yeah. We are going to. Uh, we've been having some dope conversations, right? A lot of dope conversations. A and lot of dope conversations. A lot of stuff has come up in some of those conversations, right? Mm-hmm. A lot. We had we had one conversation this morning. Mm-hmm. How did that conversation start? Do you remember? I don't. I don't know, like the actual origin of that conversation, but I know that it started. I think we were talking about certain types of theology, mm. and then you made a statement like, "Oh, such and such was my favorite." Um, preacher Mm -hmm. and then you started talking about somebody else yes actually we were talking about music we were talking about uh humble beast maybe yes okay you were saying Mm. then we went to reach records yes and then we were talking about who actually ran reach records because i thought it was lecrae but then you said no it's this other guy and whatever his last name is yeah you said oh i wonder if he's related to and then the other guy is a preacher and you were like that's actually one of my favorite preachers from the 70s and 80s and then we spiraled into um a conversation about his style of preaching mm. um how effective it is and whether or not the things that turned you off about some preachers would be the same today um, Mm. after encountering God and, you know, viewing life differently. Whoa, yeah. yeah. So um, I was actually talking about two preachers 
because I was talking about the one, because mm-hmm. Ben Washer, mm-hmm. he is the CEO of Reach Records. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, man, I wonder if he's related to Paul Washer. Huh. Um, there was definitely that rumor floating around in that community um, years ago, um, though I never figured that out. Um, but just saying, first and foremost, how like they have the, um, the Afrobeats artists on there. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Limo Blaze. Limo Blaze. So they have Limo Blaze on there. We love Limo mm-hmm. Blaze, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's dope. Um, we've been bumping to a little bit of uh, this artist named Hovey. His full yeah. name is Christopher Hovey. Uh, and so just was like, yo, Reach Records is pretty dope. Yeah. On yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then we talked about Ben Washer, then Paul Washer. And then I was just like, yo, back in the day, um, I don't know. I wasn't like, I wasn't really feeling Paul Washer. Mm-hmm. And why did you say you weren't feeling him? Because he had a lot of like hell fire and brimstone type of messages yeah and then you asked me i said well like what was he saying right and you were just expressing that he was telling people um and not so many words about you know just sin and different practices that were going to be um I guess leading them to hell perhaps right. you didn't really say leading them to hell you use other verbiage but my question though however you described it mm-hmm. my question then was hmm i wonder how you view that now right after understanding um the importance of repentance the yeah. importance of sanctification and actually surrendering your life to christ yeah. and even though we are not perfect yeah um not really leaning into that permissive perspective yeah. and yeah. leaning into at least giving an effort mm-hmm. to um, cultivate a life that mirrors what it is that you say you believe in. Yeah. And so sometimes people can say, oh, I don't like those people because they're always talking about hell or sin or whatever. But at the end of the day, you don't like it because you don't want to be accountable wow. and consider the consequences of the behavior and the choices that you're making. Shoot. Yeah, that's why I thought it would be a great idea because you asked me that question, but I hadn't had like a chance to really be like, yeah, yeah, like my whole mind has changed. You know, because I could probably still not like him. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you he could, could probably still could. like you be could. a little much. So I got a good idea. I think we should start this out. We don't really start our stuff out like this, but what I'll do is um I will play it and then we can we'll just go Discuss back and we'll there. sync it mm-hmm. and do all of that so they can hear it. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Do do can I rock with at this phase in my life, following Christ, loving the Lord, can I rock with Paul Washer? All right, this is. Go ahead. <laughs> you like? Go ahead. Life and death. Wait, let me rewind. One day, each and every one of you will stand naked before a holy God, and you will be judged. Life and death, heaven and hell. Some of you will hear my voice and go to heaven when you die, and others of you will hear warning after warning after warning, and you will not listen, and you will die under the wrath of God and spend eternity in hell. Young people, listen to me. And you need to be very, very careful. 
This Christianity is not a cultural thing. This Christianity is, is not something that just should be a small part of your life. It is not something that you do on Sunday. Christianity is not about you living in the world six days a week and coming to church. Christianity is not about you being just like the world all the time and then coming to church on Sunday. If that is your Christianity, you have no Christianity. You are not Christian. Mm. Young people, let me ask you a question. How do you know that you're Christian? How do you know that you have truly come to know Christ? How do you know that if you died right now, you would go to heaven and be accepted by God Almighty before His throne? How do you know? You say, well, it's all of grace. Yes, it is all of grace. We are not saved by works. We are saved by grace. We are saved by believing the promises of the gospel. That is true. But what you need to understand is grace is a powerful thing that he who has given you grace to repent and believe gives you grace to continue repenting mm. and to continue believing. He who gives you grace to believe unto justification also will give you grace for your sanctification, that you might grow in holiness. As a matter of fact, listen to me. One of the greatest evidences that you have truly believed in Christ unto salvation is that God has begun a good work of sanctification in you. Mm. He works and works and works <laughs> to make you holy. Mm. Now let me ask you, is that a reality in your life? But can you honestly tell me that your great desire is to be holy? Can you honestly tell me that your great desire is not to be like the world? To not be like what you see here in the West and many other Stop places, it. but to be like mm. Jesus Christ? Okay. Can you tell me that? So what did you think? Yeah, I don't think that that's hard to hear. Yeah. And at this juncture, and I think um, um, yeah. I absolutely relate mm. to why that could be difficult to hear. I can mm. remember seasons of my life where I probably would not have wanted to hear that. Yeah. But right now, like when he made that point about how do you know um, if you're really a believer? And he talked about, is mm -hmm. God doing a work in you? Yeah. Is there a incremental sanctification that's taking place? Mm -hmm. And that was the one thing that happened with me in my life that actually had me question if I was actually saved before. Well because the incremental sanctification was so visible and so apparent and I couldn't turn back from it. Yeah. I cannot turn back from it. Right. That I'm like, oh, wow. So there's a line of demarcation. There is an actual change. Like when you hear some of the more exaggerated stories, like mm. I was a drug addict yesterday mm. and I haven't had drugs in 10 years now. And I... Yeah. God changed me in that moment. Everyone's like, wow, that's that's wild. I've been praying and asking God to help me with my smoking addiction. Mm. And it's it's been a struggle. But it's like, what's the difference between those two people? Mm. Now, I'm not going to say if any of us are still struggling with this or that, you know, especially when it comes to um, substances that yeah. we're not truly trusting God. But right. in the other areas of life, 
like actively pursuing um, righteousness and trying your best right. and surrendering. And I don't mean trying your best like works, but like just surrendering your life. Like, God, I need help. Right. I need you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. And it's not our list. Um, in my personal experience, I feel like the things that the Holy Spirit work started on yeah. were things that weren't even top of mind to me. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you got to stop having premarital sex. And da, 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 da. one of some of the first things that the Holy Spirit was nudging and correcting me about had to do with like new age residue mm. and practices. OK. And and. Uh, trinkets and tools you know crystals and things like that yeah that wasn't even in my mind as a place of starting i thought that there were bigger fish to fry yeah wow and he was like "Mm, let's start let's start here 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 and i was like oh wow yeah but what is it the fault lines Mm -hmm. of um, earthquakes what I found was the areas that he was starting with were along big fault lines. Like they were mm. all connected to bigger things. Yeah. Wow. That I didn't know until he started addressing it. And I was like, wow, that's deep. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah what about powerful. you? Yeah. So for me, the way, I mean, I've been to because this is something else that I that I definitely will say that I feel the need to um, speak on tonight. But that was the theology piece that came up in the conversation, right? Like, I had the theological education. And when I went through my divorce, I ain't even gonna hold you, like I was wilding out. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so for me, it was just like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to live my life because I was just like, you know, just trying to rationalize away my sinfulness. Mm-hmm. And I could I could use theology to do that. Mm-hmm. Like it was easier for me to do that. And then when I had um, my encounter. um, Like. God had showed me like I was in the shower and I just was like, God, I just want you to be my father. And it would just be dope if you could just be with me. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it was just like. The theology became alive. Yeah, this is like the first time in my life that the theology made sense. And it was just so simple, like. You know I can't have any part with sin because I'm a holy God. Mm-hmm. And it was so powerful because it was just like, okay, God, I'm done fighting. Like, and I was at that moment real willing. I was I was open. <laughs> <laughs> I was more open to like, yo, if we gonna do this, like I will obey you. So and now as, when you hear this, yeah, how do you feel? Man, I right listen now. to it and I rejoice. Hmm. I rejoice for it. Like I get, I'm listening to it and I'm feeling. I can sense the Holy Spirit here. Mm. Like He's always here in our home, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like is when I hear it, I'm like, I like, it's like a warm hug to me. Yeah. 
that's what that and that some people might be listening to it like a warm hug <laughs> that's like but it's cold to to us when we when we want to live in our flesh yeah and i mean i think that's we talked i don't know if we talked about it in a podcast or just a personal conversation because we mm-hmm. have so yeah. many conversations all the time but um it's just so important to be hot or cold mm. you mm. know what i mean right. like whoa not perfect yes but like hot or cold because at the end of the day like this is just not the time to be playing around with have stepping in and how you're showing up and have stepping with god right it's like being hot doesn't mean that you have to be this super religious nut job right who's like screaming and and proselytizing and doing all this craziness Mm -hmm. but it's like yo if you're out here saying I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, and there's literally no difference in your life, right. in your presentation, in your thought process, in um, who you give ear to, like all of these things. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, that's more of a danger. Like, just go hard in the paint. Just be like, God, I don't want to follow you right now. Mm. I don't want any parts of what you're, what you got going on right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah be at least in a safety zone with that. Right. Meaning you know what the consequences are with that. Yeah. Prayerfully. Maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. But then if you're going to be hot, choose God. Yo, that's real. And just choose God. And like that's it. Like follow, do your best, study, you know, and and learn how to surrender to God, to yeah. Christ. Because when you are half stepping, not only are you offending God and getting yourself into that whole like I'm gonna spit you out place, mm-hmm. you're getting yourself in a position where you can actually mislead others. Whoa. And it's different than going through a sanctification process and not knowing any better. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> I love God, I love God. And then it's like you're doing whatever you wanna do. Yeah. That's I just feel like it just puts a target on your back. Yeah, that's because true. it gives demons permission yep. to play around in your life. Mm-hmm. Then you get the whole accountability piece because of the influence of the people in your sphere. Then it's like, just in general, if you're professing to be a Christian, you should know. Right. Uh, the verse, I'm sure you know the actual uh, chapter, the book chapter and verse, but mm-hmm. where he says, I would prefer for you to be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. Yes. And I feel like in our modern day culture, everybody, whether it's like social media or whatever, even musically, yeah, people just mm-hmm. want to be accepted and it's becoming like cool to be the like modern Christian-y, I'm going to wear my monochrome sweatshirt mm-hmm. outfit thing yeah. and sing really dope, uh, you know, harmonies or rhyme or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be yeah but you're really using christianity to mask all your insecurities that's real you want to be accepted mm. you don't want to take the the backlash from mm. the world yeah. but then you also don't really probably want to deal with the backlash you may get from your family if you were reared in a christian home yeah wow. so really you're just a <laughs> punk and you're scared Ooh. You're scared of the world and you're scared of the church. Yeah. And there's not really much space there. Like you don't actually fear God. Mm. 
Because if you actually knew and understood the love, the power, the grace, all the things, and the judgment and the consequences, all the things, right? Because it's not just butterflies and, and ice cream and all of that. Right. It's it's balanced, but you actually don't fear God and your actions are showing that you fear people, mm. man, more than the God that you say that you serve. Right. Yeah, that's real. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's so real. Um I think that that is what um, took us into the conversation about one of my favorite theologians um, from North Africa, Carthage, Mm -hmm. and his name um, was Augustine. And so we got into that conversation about how this dude was a young dude and how he had a living girlfriend and Mm -hmm. just we going to call it what it is. Old boy was fornicating. Mm-hmm. And so his mom literally did him the service of s- literally sending her back to um, wherever she was from, I believe. And um, I think he I think she also had a child um, um, by by Augustine. So he fathered he fathered a child with her. And so the mom sends her back wherever it's 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 really that part of the story is a really sad story. Um, I don't know if the dude ever had a relation like we don't really hear about that right his relationship with his with his son or his his ex-girlfriend or whatever but she the way a lot of articles write it is that you know she was just a young lady that just evaporated from history (laughs) that's the voice in my head when i read when i read these Mm -hmm. but one of the things that i was saying was that he saw this piece in him that was so wicked like his lust was so wicked and so he says this i we usually say in our in our day and age god save me but not yet Mm -hmm. um and and but his actual quote was oh lord give me chastity but do but but don't don't give it yet (laughs) like give me give me chastity and continuance but don't give me don't give it to me yet like i ain't ready Mm. and so like going back to that loop warm piece it's just like i i was at a place where i ain't even gonna hold you like you know um i was very like four five years ago i was very vocal about where i was as far as my faith because when i had come into um, clinical pastoral education at the state hospital, I was introduced now to philosophy. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I loved about the Catholic church, because I was introduced to these the priest, and then there was a hermit who was also a priest, and then there was a catechist, right? And catechists are pretty, pretty much like, um, like when we learn, like I'm trying to, for, for everybody so they can understand, it's pretty much like, theological drills like you have all of this Mm, information like god is this and god created man in his image and god created the man and the woman like so he's a he's like and it is and then it gets more heavy it gets more theological right and so he was like a full-on catechist and so they were hitting me with all of this philosophy and i was just like i don't know what to do with this Mm. so i was just like i don't even know like my faith is bent right now. Like I don't have none. Like, and so I mm-hmm. saw myself, you know, from these moments, I started making decisions based off of, uh, 
I'll say limited information. I started living in sin based off of like, I don't know what fornication is, right? I don't even know. Technically, like, uh, I don't even know if adultery is really right because, you know, I see people in the scriptures moving certain ways and all of these different things. And I was just over rationalizing my sin, my mm-hmm. sinfulness. Yeah. And so it's just so crazy because as I started like coming into that, I was just like, well, I just want to know if if God is real. And I started reading the scriptures. And I remember, I think, I don't know if I shared this, um, but I had this, like this, I'll say like maybe this first encounter where I had this dream and this this man who was just nothing but like light was sitting on the throne. And it was like the the most beautiful colors that I had seen in this room. And I was looking at him and I could feel the heat coming from the throne. Mm. Like I could feel it like as I was like stepping into the room and I was like, oh, my God, like in the room while I'm in the dream, I'm crying, but I'm crying so hard because I feel I felt this presence. It was like heavy. And when I opened my eyes from the dream, I was in tears. Yeah. So then I, when I woke up, I was like, okay, I will never question the existence of Jesus again. Mm. But I'm definitely going to keep doing my thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was more like, yo, God mm. save me, but not yet. Because I already know. And I felt like it was better for me to live like that and to say that and to know that about myself even than to try to play around with this thing of like, yo, I'm a Christian, but I'm out here fornicating or I'm a Christian and I'm out here doing whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's just like at some point, like even with communion, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like with communion, I got to a place where I was like, I can't take communion. Mm-hmm. Oh, son, come take communion. It's OK, brother. Got it. Nope. I'm not doing that. Yeah. This is how real this is to me. But let's talk about why, because some people may not understand the significance of that. Right. So what is, what is communion for and what does it represent Right. that yeah. it made you not participate in it in that particular state? Yeah. So I can't think of the scripture offhand. Like maybe I'll put it up on a screen or something like that, but I can't think of it offhand. But there's a scripture that talks about communion. And mm-hmm. so we come to communion to remember you know just to be reminded about the death the burial and the resurrection of christ right like we do this in remembrance of him Mm -hmm. right but paul um you know he is very um and maybe i'll maybe i'll find it while we go on but paul and i'll come and i'll come back to it but paul is very adamant about people who are taking communion but their hearts are not right or they're living sinfully i believe they get they're getting sick because they're participating at this table Mm. and so i'm just like yeah i'm not trying to do that yeah because i don't know what kind of i don't know what kind of hospital i'm i don't know what kind of sickness i'm gonna end up with so why even play with that yeah yeah. I know that, you know, during that time for me, it was just like, nah, this is this is definitely how, what I'm doing. But I do wish sometimes that I had brothers like people who re- refer to themselves as 
we like pastors or people who really have faith or people who are really saved. I do wish that somebody would have knocked on my door and been like, Hassan, what in the world are you doing? Yeah. You know, I don't know where I was back then. I just know. Well, well, I do internally. That is something that I know that I longed for. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't have it, I was just like, boom. But God saw all the pieces. Mm-hmm. And that led up to this beautiful, you know, beautiful encounter where it was just like, you can't you can't hear from me because you want to live in your sin. Yeah. And we think that it's just like because because I'd be thinking Christianity today is so interesting in that we don't gauge Christianity or a person's faith off of their um, off of their fruit. We we like their spiritual fruit. A lot of times what's happening in this culture today is we're gauging it off of their monetary fruit. Yeah. So like, yo, this person over here has a million followers or a million views um, and they call themselves a Christian. So they must be Christian because they're blessed because they're blessed. But this person <laughs> over here who is like mad poor is just like, oh, well, he's not really exhibiting any faith and he's not really the type of person that I want to walk like. And I'm convicted by that. I mean, I'm, I'm a forgive me. I'm going to go on a little history thing real quick. Mm-hmm. But there there was this Roman emperor whose name was Diocletian. And I believe I believe that um John, the apostle, was actually having, in Revelation, was having his vision about Diocletian. And so during the time of Diocletian, um, the church, right, was spiritually rich. Mm-hmm. Because during that time, they weren't allowed to buy or sell. And they were under heavy persecution. Now, the crazy part about it is that the more people who were believers who were persecuted, the more people came into the church. So the church was literally like, like fruitful from the persecution. But today it's just like it's flipped. We don't see in, a, in the West, though. In let's, the West. Yes. I wanna, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Because in the West is <laughs> just like yeah. we are extremely. I know somebody from North Korea might be like, what you talking about? Like, well, we're definitely <laughs> like impressed. we're growing out here. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're persecuted and we're growing. Mm-hmm. But out here is just like we are so used to gluttony. We are so used to our lustful appetites being fulfilled at the at the tip of our hands. And it's just like, and at the same time, we're calling ourselves Christians. Babe, I saw a post because I followed this one dude. Um, I think I just think he's dope. And I'm just trying to see where he's taking his taking his whole thing. But he put up this article and it was talking about how this Christian woman decided to become a porn star. What? And she's still calling herself like, yo, I'm a Christian and I'm a porn star. I was just like, ooh, child. This is Hold the on, co- wait, 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 wait. Mm. I want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. Mm-hmm. She was a Christian first, right? No, she not a porn star, believer. Yeah. Then decides to become. Yeah. Is what you're telling me? Yes. She's a Christian porn star. Post of it? No, 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 because it's different. I just, I just want to just put it. I'm just putting it out. She's a Christian porn star. Because there could be a porn star that got that gets saved, right? And 
might take some time to come out of that industry. Yeah, she's a Christian. You're porn telling star. me that she was not a porn star. Nope. Got saved. Mm. Quote unquote. Yeah. And then became a porno star. Christian Is- porno star. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm Yo, not even playing those types of games. That is a no. But that's there's a point. But, it's the, but I it's understand the point. what you're saying. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Nah, that's but, disrespectful. But it's a point that I'm trying to make. That's it's, and I want mm. it to. I want it to sound like that because mm. it sound it's ridiculous. It is. People are. We are calling ourselves in the in the West. It's easy to say I'm a Christian. This I'm a Christian rapper. I'm a Christian porn star. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian actor. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. But you live in ten years with your with your girlfriend and you're fornicating, or you're living, you know, just in secret sin. And it's just like, yo, y'all, y'all know that we can, we can die in our sins mm-hmm. and go to hell, right? Because there is no evidence of sanctification. And we got this whole thing like, oh, well, you know, I'm under construction. You know, and it's so difficult with that because it's true. Mm. None of us are ever perfect. And Mm. then it's like, I think we were talking about this when we were watching one of those movies where we were um, talking about how some people that profess to be Christians, might even be pastors and all this other kind of stuff, might get left behind in the rapture. And then there also might be some non-people that were not necessarily professing themselves as Christians or weren't identified as Christians that did go up in the rapture and how that would be possible. Mm. And when I hear you talking about stuff like this, it's like Mm -hmm. slapping a label on it and just saying... Oh, I'm a Christian, or oh, da 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 da, right. like without it, the actual heart posture of that. Yes, is dangerous. Right, and 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 this is where we can really tell, right? Because in 2016, when Trump, because I remember it, um, 2016 when Trump became president, mm-hmm. former President Trump, he he becomes the president, and it's like. Yo, he has the evangelical vote. And I remember so many people was just like, yo, if if that's evangelical, then I am not. So now it's just like, let's throw the baby out with the bathwater and not be evangelical, even though being evangelical has this, there's a beautiful, beautiful meaning that that comes with that right like when we're when we're calling ourselves evangelical or even evangelist we're saying that yo we are disciples of christ right but you and i both know that in america that term and that label has been co-opted absolutely and capitalized on and packaged up into like the business of uh western christianity that's right and so it's no longer this beautiful thing that you're describing yes it has political associations it has uh all these connotations yes with it Mm -hmm. that have been attached to um and i'll speak specifically about america 
or mm-hmm. American evangelicals. It's been attached to certain mindsets and morals and and perspectives. Yes. That have other implications. And we saw those implications, right? We saw all of that come to to light mm-hmm. when this dude got elected. And it was just like, but it was But just, I also like I call bull. Mhm. Mm-hmm. ish mm. on that okay again i think that people are are and and i'll and i'll say this we're all adults here mm-hmm. um i don't play into the oh i had no idea mm-hmm. i don't know what you're talking about right i don't see color mm-hmm. i don't see this i don't understand like we're all adults here you want to understand and know what you want to learn and understand we're mm-hmm. in the age of technology information google it Read a book. We all have access to things if we actually desire to know about and, it. And, and so th- yeah. when you start mm. saying, I'm evangelical or I'm Christian, mm-hmm. and you can't wait to rally behind hateful rhetoric uh, right. and things like that, yeah. that to me says, huh, mm. you are looking for a label that you think will save you or deflect right. from a different label. Yeah. That you don't want to have yeah. or that you don't want to fully embody. My thing yeah. is this. If you're hateful, if you're racist, if you're xenophobic, if you're all these things, listen, just yeah. do that. Yeah. Literally. Right. Yeah. I'm not here to convince people. Right. To not feel how they feel, to not like this group of person or whatever. Right. I want you to just embody that. You don't have to touch anyone, harm mm-hmm. anyone impact anything yeah but allow yourself to be fully seen as you are yeah and that's what most people don't do and that's what makes them cowards and evangelicalism mm. and the label of christianity yeah allows all different kind of weirdos to float in and out of these spaces yeah using those labels to protect them yeah or to try to mask who they really are yeah I think that that's one of the reasons why we just we decided to do this podcast, um, because we we definitely want to educate folks yeah, on that for sure. uh, because it's needed. The yeah. the issue that I have with that is that a lot of people who are calling themselves Christians are finding themselves in these super political. Uh, socio-economic you know all of these types of different churches there's a church out here like we got options it's like online dating like there's so many options <laughs> in in the west for like ooh, i want to go to this church and i want to go to that church when when you look at some of the countries right now that are being persecuted mm-hmm. they call it's them they're the underground it's church just the church we the church <laughs> like we the believers like that's it but out here is so many different options and in those different options or those different sects what are happening what is happening is is that a lot of people are relying this is what i was saying the other day on ig a lot of people are missing out on the blessing that they can have through the ministry of the holy spirit Mm -hmm. if they stop relying on some of their pastors or they stop taking their word, their their pastor's words for you know uh, like you know, let me, let me, they just taking their pastor's word for it instead of studying the scriptures on their own. Mm-hmm. They're they're reading their favorite theologians over reading the actual like this is the word of God. 
but mm-hmm. oh well let me go in this commentary and let me see and the thing about it is is that when we talk about fundamentals of the faith a lot of those commentaries depending on um their faith traditions can meet in the middle or say the same thing but the problem the main problem is is that theology is ever developing and so this dude over here could change his his views and come back years later and say oh i was wrong Mm-hmm. And then this dude over here is just like still standing and it calls this dude. So what we're doing is we're limiting, um, you know, we're limiting ourselves really mm-hmm. in, in that we say, well, I ain't really trying to hear from the Holy Spirit or I'm not really trying to be convicted by the word of God. I want to be convicted by my pastor. And so when they say, oh, this is what an evangelical is, therefore you are evangelical or you come to church every Sunday and you have coffee and donuts before service and then you have, boom, you you chill with us and you listen to the pastor. Then you go to the men's or the women's meeting and then you go to the singles meeting and then you go you send your kids to VBS and all of these different things. So now... Everybody is a Christian. I meet patients like all week long and everybody, everybody, mostly everybody is a Christian. But, that you know, so-called. No, but then it's like, what's the fruit? You know, and right. I think in our nation right now, um, historical context and current context. Right. What is the fruit? Yeah. And. You know, we we like to pop around. I'm not going to get into all the things and I'm I'm not going to make it political or anything like that. I would just say, what is the fruit? Right. And the fruit that we have um, previously calling ourselves a Christian nation is we've had a decent amount of time Mm -hmm. to produce some fruit based upon those those characteristics. And we just haven't. And so. What we have done is placed capitalism as a priority over inspiration from the word of God. And we've packaged um, this particular practice, this belief, this faith tradition of Mm -hmm. Christianity Mm -hmm. into like the pseudo capitalistic experience. And so now your your blessings, your um, your giftings are all defined by these outward things. Right. You're, we're not living in community anymore where people right. can say, I'm, I've been discipled by this person. Right. Or I've seen this person mature in Christ over this period of time. Or I have seen this person um, become sanctified in these different ways. I don't want to say become sanctified like an ending point, but right. I've watched their sanctification process over time and incrementally right. I have witnessed these changes or not. Yeah. And, you know, having community to rely on and having accountability in place as mm-hmm. a culture, yeah. as a faith practice. Christianity yeah. does not look like that there. So then when you're yeah. looking at these other countries and the underground church is just like you have to have trust Mm -hmm. you have to be dependent on one another in community or else people can actually lose their lives and so the way that they navigate the way that they trust and commune and build relationships right is actually mirroring what was taking place in those early days or like in the early church that you speak of yeah like sometimes you'll reference the early church and so yeah you know they would they listen what it's just like, it's confusion our, but it, it's enticing our idea 
of community is church on Sunday morning, Bible studies for men and women, families, whatever, VBS, um, that's community. The church that I see in the New Testament, Hmm. we're living in the same community. People were selling their homes. I'm not saying that everybody should sell their homes, but people were selling their homes because of persecution. And so, yo, my mama over here, my daddy over here, they're Jewish or they're whatever. They don't want me in the house because I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Community. Oh, well, my neighbors over here, they don't want me in this they're trying to stone me they're trying to kill me Mm -hmm. i don't have nowhere to go community Mm -hmm. this is the church Mm -hmm. and god was building the church and it was just like wow like this is like this is so different like people were actually seeing the whole moves of the holy spirit people are actually seeing whole moves of the holy spirit i mean Jeez, I mean, they said one of the biggest churches, I believe, in the world is in North Korea. And this is like a That's heavily persecuted church. I mean, if we ever see like an antichrist, I mean, we see that dude over there in North Korea and it's wild. He just sent a two year old to a labor prison camp. Because I believe the two year old was found with a Bible. I can't even wrap my mind around that. Persecution. Yeah. And so But I mean that also speaks to the the entitlement and spoiled mm, nature of that. the Western believers. See that. Um for many of us, you know, just to kind of go back to that point about um, you know, save me God but not yet. It's like for you, you said that that prayer or yeah. you gave that plea. For me, mm. it was just like, yeah, no, I don't mm. believe in this anymore. Whoa. And I'm going to go on a quest and I'm mm-hmm. going to find out information. But I want to have this line in the sand right here mm-hmm. that says from this moment that I'm making this statement, yeah. I'm not accountable to those beliefs, practices, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, Am I happy that I did that? No. But when I think about the level of faith mm-hmm. that I have right now, mm-hmm. because I know that I know that I know that I know that I know, it's not something that was handed to me by my grandmother. It's not something that was handed to me by my mother. Yeah. It's something that like I went and explored all the things. Yeah. And then had an encounter after some years mm-hmm. with God again. And it was like, oh my goodness. And so when I think about the entitled nature of Western believers, it's like we don't actually know what we have. We don't even have the level of gratitude and value Mm -hmm. um, in the right place. Like understanding like people are losing their lives just for saying the name Jesus or this two year old getting sent to this labor camp. And Mm -hmm. it's like. But you're out here throwing these words around. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Right. If they're going to throw you into a labor camp, all the Christians, are you still going to be a Christian? That part. Do you believe in that? Like Mm -hmm. next year, if this is what comes down the pike, 
if they say all Christians go to these labor camps, are you still a Christian? Whoa. Or are you going to be like, well, I guess I'm like Peter. I'll just mm. deny him three times to preserve my life. And then da, 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 da. Yeah. what if we get to the point where that's not an option? What if this mm. is a life or a death thing? Mm. And I know, you know, along my journey, that was the thing that I had to come to. Yeah. I do not want to profess that I'm a believer mm. unless I am willing to die for that belief. Right. Or else you will not find me uttering any of it. Yep. And that's a hard place to get to. Yeah. But Christians in the West, especially in our nation right now, we're not required by any social pressure yep. to do that. Yeah. We're not afraid that our children will be, you know, orphaned. Yeah. We're not afraid that we'll be imprisoned or starved to death or worked to death for mm. what it is that we believe. And so even when we see the massive growth, mm -hmm. we might be seeing growth in terms of people claiming Christianity. <laughs> yeah. But I think when they do those, what is the census where they actually say, like, how many people in the country claim what religion? I, th I guess maybe it's just the regular census. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. When you actually look at those numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, year by year by year by year, people that are actually documenting and saying that they consider themselves to be Christian is actually declining. Right. So it doesn't matter what you put on your social media. Mm. It doesn't matter what you're saying to try to get some coins out of people. Yeah. Right now, it's not about marketing. Yeah. Nobody cares. Oh, I'm 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 a Christian comedian. I'm right. a Christian. This. Da, 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 da. I'm just trying to figure things out. Like. No, at the end of the day, it's like it's serious business. There's people that are losing their lives today yeah. just off the strength of possessing a Bible, just off the strength of saying the name Jesus, yep. just off the strength of being in association mm -hmm. with people. And so this this growth or this cultural phenomenon that we're seeing around modern Christianity yeah. is low-key like a marketing ploy yep it's like mm -hmm. people know like oh or people think those people are really gullible yeah or those people hold such and such amount of buying power mm -hmm. i'm trying to tap in like we're a market yeah the <laughs> yeah. so black people are a market yep. christians are a market yep. children are a market you know gen z is a market like everything is being looked at through these capitalistic terms right, right. and dollar signs yeah. and at the end of the day that just does not fly yeah. with the most high i mean it just doesn't i mean i mean you know um maverick city is dope reach records is dope um all these like but are we making music to uh to fill our pockets when when the world is if the world ever goes into a place if the world ever goes into place where america is now uh the third world country that is communist and can't worship jesus freely well like are we still selling music are we still selling jesus music then are we still about this life are we still wearing jesus t-shirts are we still like are we still like on that I saw a reel the other day. Mm. I don't know if I sent it to you, but um, it was this lady saying that something about like the United States being classified as a third world country. Yes. And I don't know if the statistics she was looking at was based upon like our healthcare system and just mm. like 
yeah. certain mental numbers, health, mental yeah. health and all Access, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but I was like, wow, who would ever think that we would see the day where we as a nation weren't necessarily whatever this like top 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 dog and all these things and so even when you're saying that mm -hmm. like when it's no longer profitable in this world right to be a believer mm -hmm. or a christian or to call yourself one mm -hmm. where do you actually stand right so if you got all these record labels or or Christian clothing lines or whatever the thing is and you're looking at Christians as a market if the market goes to zero yeah god forbid something happens economically yeah. and this market that you've looked into tapping into is no longer profitable are you still the thing yep that you are saying and telling the world that you are yeah that's that's heavy and no it's nobody else's business mm. it's between you and god yeah wow but I don't want to have that conversation mm. and deal with potential pain there Yeah. from a position of, oh, I was lying. I was deceiving. I was disingenuous. I was, yeah. well, my pastor should have told me. No, study and show, you, show yourself approved. There is no excuse. Right. I don't care who your pastor is. Yeah. Study and show yourself approved. Mm. The Bible comes alive. It is a living word. Yep. There is so many things that over time I've had to discover um, just me and God because, you know, not having proper church leadership. Yeah. And then saying, okay, is my relationship with God going to become stagnant yeah. because I don't have a church or a pastor that I trust? The answer is no. Mm. And so I would encourage anyone that's listening, like as we're wrapping it up, you're hearing like be use discernment yeah everything that glitters is not gold everything that sounds good like you know musical keys and notes that sound dope or oh they said jesus and i i'm feeling convicted about this personally like mm. just because yep. they say i'm a christian rapper and they're telling their story about redemption yeah if they just keep telling their stories about how they lived in the street and all the crazy things that they did and they call it telling their redemptive story and they're not actually giving honor to God, then it's like, eh, yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, like, okay. Like, mm -hmm. what, what, what is the life and the lifestyle behind the person that's writing the worship music? Like, what's going yeah, on? What does that fruit look like? And yeah. so we have to be discerning. That's real. We have to be discerning. And, and we're personally accountable. No one stands with us yeah. when it's time to be judged before God. It's yep. just us. It's just us. We are um we we are we we want to be, right? We wanna be discerning and yet we can't be discerning without the word of God. Right. And that's the thing. Like lazy season is done. <laughs> what season lazy season oh yeah. lackadaisical season is done it's Basically. time to get into the word we have way too much access right now we have 
Bibles that come in the form of audiobooks and audiobooks that come in the 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 uh the dramatized version. Oh, cause my <laughs> my eyes are too I come home and I'm just too late. I'm too I'm too tired and it's too late to read. I my eyes are getting all beady on me and I can't see the text. I can't even it's just like, dude, you get you yeah, we got digital Bibles right now. Right now we have full access yeah. to the scriptures. And people are longing to get the Bible translated in their languages so that they can pass them out to people who are persecuted for their faith. Mm-hmm. Can we you imagine longing to like be able to read a Bible? Longing. There are times where I'm like, you know, you know, like, I'm like I got to get in my word. I haven't been in the word today. I gotta, I, this is like, it's a longing. Mm. But imagine, it's just like, and I have access. Yeah. But uh, but not having that. And so we've been on this joint lately where we're just like, yo, we, we need to start going back into our scripture memorization. Yeah. You know, because if we ever are caught in that time frame where we we don't have the physical or we don't have the applications or we don't have access, we can be able to go back into that that he has written on our hearts. Yeah. God promises, right? Um, in closing, He promises. <laughs> he 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 promises um, that. So there's this 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 Hebrew um, this Hebrew proverb that says, um, "the the parents um, eat sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge." And so God promises in Jeremiah thirty one. He promises and he says, the day is coming where that is no longer going to be. Yeah. The day is coming where that is no longer going to happen. Um, Jesus, he he came here. He uh, he died. He was buried and he was resurrected. And now this beautiful law is written on our hearts. We no longer have to pay uh a penance for our sins so to speak we no longer have to worry about even the sins of our parents so to speak when we come to christ and we rest all of that at the cross and we submit our lives and give our lives over in a in an act of of um obedience and and come to him renouncing all of our sins and all of our 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 wickedness and our past that was in rebellion to a holy god um yeah man we love y'all we are going to be praying for y'all um especially in these these trying times um I always feel like we can restart the conversation <laughs> and get into something else but I think that enough was said here and so um I think I think I definitely want to leave this one um, the way it is. Um, be safe, y'all. All right, one. Love y'all.